Welcome to the 100th episode of Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, and joining us now, Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Bobby Blaze. Hey, man, I'm sitting over here. I'm lubed up and dressed like a pirate. And Melanie, she's running around braless in a Tampa Bay jersey with her leggings on. And, man, let me tell you, it seems like I'm forgetting something. Oh, yes, our 100th uh, episode, man, and I'm pumped for that. Uh, but let's go back to that, man. Can you believe I got put on by Arn Anderson um, or Arn anything? That, I'm stoked. That was fucking cool. That was really fucking cool. Um, yeah. I you know I couldn't even imagine what that would be like unless somebody like Missy Hyatt said my name or something. <laughs> um, you know, th- yeah, yeah, Bobby, when you sent me that, and then I saw where people were hitting you on Twitter telling you that it it went out as well. Um, now I have to tell you, I went and checked Cameo to see what Arn charged just to do a spot. I figured I'd get him to you know get a voiceover from him. I just couldn't swing it this week. Otherwise I would have popped a hundred bucks to get him to do like a, a short bell to bell with Bobby blaze thing. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I, I woke up and, uh, I had a couple of texts on my phone, um, that someone had written me and said, uh, uh, Arn Anderson put you over on his podcast this morning. And I had those when I woke up and then, uh, about an hour later, um, someone else texted me the same thing. And uh, I had had some, you know, morning errands to do. And so I started it uh, just on a regular podcast. And I, and I usually listen to it on YouTube. Uh, and I just listen to like if, if they do a segment I like, um, I'll listen to it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, fast forward or what have you. Uh, anyway, that day there, I um, I came back in and said, OK, don't even look for it on your phone. Don't. You know, I, I started to, and I was like, I don't know how many minutes it was in or whatever. It's around 44 if you want to know people. <laughs> but uh, when I come home, I could do it on my YouTube. So I had an idea uh, what they was talking about each segment, and I actually listened to the program. I really enjoyed it. And um, it was good to hear Bob Cook's name out there. I wrote him a personal message. Um, and he said, now he's a tremendous worker, according to Iron can, Arn, can he be on a show? And I said, we don't have that many guests, Bob, but I, I've always considered you. I put you on air. And then he mentioned George, uh, George um, um, who did you say there? I'm George sorry. South. Uh, George South and um, Mike Jackson, too. Yep. So, but, no, you know, it was always a pleasure. Arn and I, he was my road agent many, many times. And we always had the uh, – I always had the utmost respect for Arn. And if he was listening, put out word to him that I said, big thanks for uh, putting my name out there on this podcast. Um, like I told you, so many times he's said something little to me that's meant so much uh, just in the in catering area or in the war room, you know, and uh, or down Universal. Just that little something that, you know, uh, that gets you over, you know, that little motivational thing, you know, do this, Bobby, you know, what about this? And. It was really a pleasure, and when I heard that, that, that's a straight shoot, man. That made me feel really good. Um, a lot of times, you know, I'm I don't put myself over a lot, as as you know, and, and mm-hmm. even last week. Uh, which, by the way, Adam and Sean, thanks again for last week's uh, uh, filling in and helping on the Mid South Memories. Um, uh, one of them had to goat me into uh, you know plugging my books there at the end of it. So yep. uh, anyway, I, I do appreciate that. It really did mean a lot. Uh, to me, um, it made my day, man. I'm not gonna lie. So, uh, uh, yeah, thank you. 
Yeah, that's, I yeah, I don't see why that wouldn't make your day. That's pretty fucking cool. I mean, that's yeah. You know, we're talking about Arn Anderson here. You know, I mean, a, a man that many of us and our listeners just respect the hell out of. Uh, probably, you know, we're, we're that group who puts him up there with like the greatest of all time, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we are going into episode 100. This month is February of 2021, making it black history month. Yes. Um, yes. now we did a black history month episode two years ago. Unfortunately, uh, we lost our friend Tex before he had a chance to put those up on YouTube. Yeah, he uh, was up to a couple, uh, about four episodes behind that. It seemed like he he had to stop uh, putting the episodes up. But that is episode number 35. Um, if you go back through the archives of the Bell to Bell, Bobby Blaze, and um, we had some pretty good champions and, and gave a lot of recognition to our, our black athletes and, and black professional wrestlers, especially uh, during that time, uh, during, that, during that episode, rather. So um, we, we do honor our black athletes and our black leaders. You know, um, uh, this show here is, I think, probably more diverse than any other show you probably listen to. I think uh, someone even, they appreciate the fact that we try to tell each other to be kind for each other. Um, mm-hmm. uh, not to change the subject, but Jeremy and myself have given out the, the national uh, suicide hotline number before and stuff because we do care, man. I was listening to an older podcast today. Um, and one of them it just said is like uh, we do appreciate the fans. We do care. We're just two guys that enjoy and love professional wrestling, and we enjoy talking about it. And that's just the way it came across. And several of our fans um, have, have either sent emails or DM saying, "Man, these are just two guys. Uh, you guys are just guys that really want to have a good time and, um, and 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 not shit on everyone, you know." And um, We've held to that pretty good, I think, Jeremy. I think so. I, uh, um, uh, I think we've we've definitely seen where people have commented on the fact that we never really, and okay, I get a little edgy here and there, but we never really shit on anybody, right? Yeah, and I could go off on a lot of different things, and I choose to bite my tongue sometimes um, because I, I feel like it's not worth it, you know. And, I, and there's certain guys uh, that names are never brought up in this podcast. Um, that I've worked with and stuff, and I figure there's enough people out there spelling, spreading enough trash talk on them or whatever. Yeah. They don't need my two cents, you know, so I just won't mention someone's name uh, yeah. for that particular reason, you know. Well, um, it, oh, I was going to just know. real quick on that, like I like guys like uh, your buddy Sean Waltman, X-Pac, gets a lot of fucking shit, but everybody you talk to who knows him tells you he's a good guy. You know, yeah. so it's just one of those things like it's easy for people like me who are outside the business to have all these fucking opinions, and blah, 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 blah. But we don't really know what we don't know, you know? Yeah. 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 He is a pretty good guy, actually. Um, he had knee surgery recently and I spoke to him um, about two weeks ago, just to DM, uh, just to, just at Godspeed, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, prior to his surgery and uh, uh I said, he said a little picture, man. I saw his knee, and I was like, oh, my God. I said, I've got that to look forward to. Uh, I've been putting off my left knee forever. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know exactly what he had. I don't know if it's a total knee replacement or not. I know mine's just an MCL, um, and it's got to be repaired. I just don't know when. But the the pictures he later posted, I thought, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Best of luck with that. 
you know, I mean, I really do mean that. It, it was still swollen, of course, because it just came out of surgery. But I wish I hadn't seen that picture that day. But, yeah, I stayed in touch with him and uh, um, just, you know, told him I hope that things go good. And it looked like they did. Um, he's still out there at UCLA Medical Center for another, another couple of days. Uh, back to the Black History Month. Um, not to bring it down on it, man, but um, – we got to put over last week. I was so glad I brought it up. You guys were already talking about the Mid-South when I came in. I mean, that was our topic, of course, Mid-South memories. Mm-hmm. And you and Adam and Sean were already talking about, you know, uh, JYD and however he was. And, and, and of course, um, we went through several names. And I, I really asked, I, I got to know about uh, Butch Reed. And so we got to uh, talk a little bit about Butch Reed. But sadly, uh, we lost Butch Reed. Uh, at the age of 66, just uh, yesterday, I think it was, or a couple of days ago, by the time you heard this podcast. Um, man, what a performer. They talked about what a brick house he was of a performer. Yep. You know, with his cut-off jeans and that mid-drift shirt and that headband. He's always ready to go to work, you know. And I saw several people, uh, just like everyone else on social media, posting. I never had the pleasure of meeting Butch Reed or or, or working out with him, or, or I don't think I've even seen him live, if I'm not mistaken. But and he was a, a tremendous wrestler and also a rodeo guy. So yeah. I guess he really lived uh, that rugged life. I had heard many, many years ago, uh, he was really, really into the, um, into the rodeo. And I pulled up two interviews, one from 2017 and one from 2019 by Bill Apter. And uh, he, of course, went right back into talking about, you know, still being a part of the rodeo, you know, and always enjoying American rodeo. Yep. So he lived a rugged life, dude. Yeah, that um, rodeo shit is not for the faint of heart. Um, no. You know, I had an uncle. Well, I rode bulls a couple times just, you know, seeing if I was any good, and I was not, and I couldn't really rope all that well either. <laughs> uh, but, you know, my uncle was a guy who fucking tried every time he could to ride bulls, and, you know, like six weeks after a knee surgery one time, he was coming out of the chute, slammed his arm and his knee under the side rail as he came out. So he just went, as soon as that fucking bull danced, he went down, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that is man. some, yeah, that is some hard yeah. shit right there. So Butch Reed being a fucking man's man, you know, he yeah. wrestled fucking football, fucking, you know, rodeo dude was all around hardcore badass. I mean, just yeah, plain no and simple. Doubt, yeah. yeah. Oh man. I'll tell you yeah. the best bull rider I ever saw, man, was that Deborah Ringer. Yeah, she was pretty good. She was pretty good, yeah. She was pretty good, man. Yeah. All, um, and all, you know, in lightness of the situation, I had to throw it out there. You know, she could ride a bull pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was uh, she was something back in her day, too, you know. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, one other death we want to pass on from the sports world, man. What a legend. He was a uh, 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 United States gold medalist. Mm-hmm. I had gotten i think he served in the marines for a little bit um but i know i was when i looked this up yesterday i'm talking about leon spinks he beat muhammad ali in i think 1978 um ali was about 36 or 37 at the time but uh spinks was 24 and i started thinking i knew i was about 14 or 15 when that took place and i was when i when i looked at that yesterday some of the footage from that from that fight and uh after reading he had passed away of course i was going i'm 14 years old this guy's like 24 and you know you're throwing like that 10-year period you know it makes a difference in a guy's life uh, here he was he had been in the olympics you know yeah. been in a service and <clears throat> fighting for the world heavyweight title and, and beating who many consider the greatest fighter of all time you know greatest heavyweight of all time and um of course ali did regain it from him 
But none the matter, that fucking Leon Spinks had that big smile that no, no, there was no gap. It was a, a toothless, just that little split. It was a big ass gap there at that smile, man. And um, I think Leon, he even said it, you know, he got, uh, you know, he got too much too soon after, after he turned pro. Um, and, but he also proved that any, on any given night, any man can beat another man. Oh yeah. And, uh, man, he was, he was, uh, you know, world, world heavyweight champion. So, but he passed away. Um, do you know his age, Jeremy? He was 60, was, he was 67 years old. I was going to say, I, I see, I think there's a, how your birthday is, you know, that's why I wasn't sure if he was 66 or 67. Cause I knew there was like a 10 year gap between him and I, when I looked up that fight from, from 78 to how birthdays roll out. So he was actually already 67. Um, well, let's see here. You know, let me, let me look at the actual math. Yeah. The, the story I, I, I saw I said his birthday but is still, July 11th, 1953. And see, I'm June of 63. That's why that month lapsed there. That's why I was asking. Okay. Yeah. So he would have been, he would be turning 58. Yeah. He would be 67. Yeah. 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 68. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. 68. Okay. So we lost two good ones right there, man. At a fairly, uh, young, at fairly young ages too. Yeah, well, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, also, you had a question here for us. You want to read that question? Yeah. So this is just something that came here. comes to mind from time to time. But um, because because Butch Reed was in a great tag team with the great Ron Simmons, um, right. Ron Simmons is often recognized as the first major black world champion, like of a major mm -hmm. promotion. But was the WCW title really a major world championship at the time? I think so. You think so? Uh, I do. And I could be wrong, but I think so. But if, I, if memory serves me correctly, um, we talked about several other uh, black heavyweight champions prior to Ron Simmons, but then they made Ron Simmons recognized mm -hmm. okay, as the world's uh, first black major champion. Um, I do because of two things. They had... Um, they were still on the road a lot, so they got you know doing live events in arenas, so you could present that here is here here's your champion. Okay. okay. And also you had a major TV company behind them to where you could see him on TV each and every week, or at least each other couple weeks, you know, as the, as their champion. So my answer is, um, yes, I think so. Okay. Um, it wasn't just um, you know. Some could say, I don't mean it's any, any, in any way disregarding the WCW, but you could say what WWF at the time or WWE, they can rewrite their own history or what have you. Um, you got the AWA and the NWA and this and that, but, but you know, for, for, uh, Turner and, and world championship wrestling, um, I think it's recognized as, as a, um, a major world title. Uh, through WCW, what what is your opinion? Well, I just I, I'm kind of curious about it because I mean it was a separate title from it's not like it branched from the NWA title necessarily. They did a whole separate crowning of a champion while the NWA title was still out there while they were still promoting it. Um, so I was you know just kind of curious. Now I'd say okay. later, definitely, definitely by the mid '90s, definitely by the time you know going into the NWO and Hulk Hogan coming over and Macho Man, and you know so then you've had some real world you know world renowned people carrying that belt. I'd say definitely by then, yeah. just early on in its in its history. And not saying that Ron Simmons wasn't well, a great wrestler and he shouldn't be recognized. Just my questions about the title itself. 
No, I understand that. And that's just like this, though. That would take me back to ask this question and not to get into a debate or anything. Mm -hmm. Just saying, let's go back to like, I don't know, 1978 and they go to Brazil and um, uh, uh, there's an intercontinental championship uh, match now that takes place. And now there's a great intercontinental champion, um, Pat Patterson. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you kind of wrote your own history, if you will. Yes, absolutely. And so maybe on early on you're thinking, well, what is is this title legit or not? But as time goes on, through the power of TV, um, we all know how powerful that, that Intercontinental Championship belt became. Oh, yeah. That's a workhorse belt. I think belt. the same thing with what you were saying with, with WCW. Maybe at that time, maybe early on, it's uh, sketchy. But then, as you said, as it went on through the NWO and things like that, um, it had more meaning, but so I think they kind of wrote their own history, if they will. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna I'm stick with my guns and say yes. Okay, yeah, that's I think that's a totally legit point of view. It's like, remember a couple of years ago, nobody could tell you who the NWA world champion was, and then um, all this yeah, well, we joked about it, for yeah. A while. You know, and then all this loses it to Cody at that uh, that pay per view that I'm sure ROH doesn't regret at all. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, the NWA is the thing again that we all gave a shit about, you know? So yeah, it's yeah. just, I'm just kind of curious what other people's opinion on that might be. So that's another good point. That's, that's a good perspective right there. Cause that's just, that's just been in the last couple of years, man. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Um, um, one, one other news story I wanted to hit real quick. Apparently yeah. the WWE channel is going to be merged with, uh, NBC universal's Peacock, uh, channel, mm -hmm. or it's going to be carried by it. I'm not sure what the full mm -hmm. implications of that are. Um, but I have to imagine that's nothing but a good thing for the WWE. Well, that's what I'm thinking. And yeah. I'm thinking if they do it, who knows if they'll do it right. Um, cause I'm, I'm talking about like when a lawyers and mm -hmm. when the business is all said and done and stuff, you would think about them getting on, on, uh, when they cut the deal with Fox and stuff, I would just like to think that, um, with, with, the the Peacock with WWE working with the Peacock network, which of course it is. NBC, uh, you would think that I'm hoping that the boys and the girls, of course, when I say the boys, hopefully the talents will reap the benefits of this as well. You know, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be, you know, through insurance or, or, or what have you, but hopefully, um, you know, they're making some good money. Um, and I know you can't do the traveling shows and the house shows like they could uh, pre COVID, but, but this gives them another, TV, more television exposure, um, I'm hoping that they also reap the benefits of that financially. You know, um, uh, I wish I was young enough and healthy enough that I was still able to put my hat out there and say, man, one more time, you know, but at least, and I'm, I've had guys tell me that older to me, you know, man, do it while you can, Bobby, do it while you can. The same thing for these guys and girls. I hope right now, that um, they make they're making this money, and I hope they just keep getting better and better each time they expand on something like that. I hope it's not not to be not to say it's all going into Vince's pocket because he has you know bills to pay and and and, and networks to run and and everything else. But um, I'd like to see it you know definitely for some of the talent and the production and and everything just you know keep getting better and better and more and more. So. Well, it's definitely going to, you know, it's going to increase its reach and its range. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't know, think you should get money, right? I mean, you're reaching more people. More people is paying. Um, you should get residuals. 
Yeah, I would think so. I mean, that that should be part of the whole part of the whole deal there, right? Yeah, I mean, we're not fucking on Gilligan's Island, fucking reruns every week, you know, not getting jack shit. So you would think these people would be getting off the syndication and off the uh, uh, being live on the Peacock or whatever. Some of that money spread to the right people and with residuals, et cetera. Yeah, so that's I definitely think that's going to be well, hopefully going to be a good thing. And again. Hopefully all of wrestling um, grows because of it, not just the one company, but, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll take what we can get, I guess. That's right. Well, let's talk about our hundred. this being our 100th uh, episode, man. Did you ever think we'd do 100 episodes? Well, a year ago today, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> let's see, a year ago today, I wouldn't have either, man. No, no way. I was still trying to recover from my sickness, man, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, was not thinking at it all. And honestly, you know, we ended things. We ended things um, after that 18-month period, which are, was, was our initial agreement. We we ended that um, as two adult grown men, uh, uh, a handshake across the nation, if you will. There was no animosity, nothing that happened between yourself and myself. We had just come at, okay, this is our agreement for now. We, we done what we could. Let's, you know, we're not saying nothing else is going to happen or whatever, but, um, we just, uh, we just needed a break from it. We had, we had ran it as far as we could at that point and took a little hiatus. And, um, um, I know we was about 54 episodes in and, and you and I was talking and you're like, man, people are asking us questions and, and we're pretty much experts on the stuff we're talking about. Cause we did research things and do still research things and, and try to give you the best information out there available uh, when we're doing like a top 10 list or, 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 or giving you a, um, a deep dive into a territory or what have you. But, um, yeah, um, we, we took that little hiatus there and I wouldn't have thought, I was hoping we'd do something. We had, we had sent a little message to each other about, Hey, what's this idea? What's this idea? Mm-hmm. Or what about this idea? The only thing I had was, uh, I had a couple people write me like, hey, man, you and Jeremy all right? Something. And no, I was like, no, it had nothing personal. It was just, you know, and some things that happened in your life. Oh, yeah. Some things that happened in my life. And but um, I don't know. We just kind of um, I'm glad we're at number 100. And I think we've got a couple. I know we got some call ins, uh, some fans congratulating us. Let's put up. If you could, Jeremy, can you pull up the first one? Because I think this first one um, was uh, significant in helping us. I was, just, I was just saying, I think this first one had was, has some significance in helping us get get kind of thinking. Okay, maybe we can do this. Uh, hell, we're not doing anything else with everything being locked down right now with the COVID and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we can do the podcast again. What do you think? And yep. Well, let's go of, ahead. You know, yeah, let's go ahead and play that one real quick now. Okay. Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. A huge congratulations on 100 episodes, guys. I'm glad I aggravated you all until you decided to do the podcast again. Seriously, though, this is my favorite wrestling podcast because you not only get the history lesson, but there's no negativity, which cannot be said for most of the other podcasts out there. Bobby, you and the professor do a great job in educating us weekly and blending in your real-life experiences in the wrestling business. It's the perfect combination. Plus, you're my favorite podcast host to have a beer with. In closing, I've learned one very important life lesson from all the episodes. Please, whatever you do, do not mess with Gary Hart. He will cut you. 
That was Chad Fisher from up in West Virginia, folks. And, uh, yeah, he, I won't say aggravated us, but he wrote several times, hey, man, when are you going to have a podcast again? When are you going to have a podcast again? And Chad's a pretty cool cat, man, I have to say so myself. Well, um, I, so if I remember right, the one where he finally got us talking about it was like, oh, just do a, just do a reunion episode. Just do a reunion episode, and, you know. And I remember I texted you when I read that. I was like, well, we we could do one, you know, like once a month or something, you know. And then since then, we've gotten one out every fucking week. So I thought that, too. And I thought um, my my second thought after it, and I think that's why we've gotten one up every week, um, uh, is because we thought, what the fuck else are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're stuck at home. <laughs> We're coast to coast here. Let's just. Pick out a time and get on the internet and let's do it, man. Let's start this thing back and see what the fuck happens. And, um, of course, you had some good research on, on um, some topics as you are starting to think about something else in regards to the podcast. Matter of fact, I know I recorded a couple of um, uh, you know, little segues for you or promos for you saying, you know, looking who's the greatest champion and, you know, just plugging it. So when it did go, you'd have my voice on there and mm-hmm. it, um but it all worked out, man. We're back together now. And we're celebrating 100 uh, episodes. Let's talk about. Let, we're gonna go with mine. Um, I sent Jeremy a list. This is just my top ten. Um, it doesn't have to be any special order, but we have them in order because it's the way I put them, and Jeremy agreed with them. And it's our podcast together. So uh, uh, my top ten episodes that I picked. Uh, we'll start with number one. On Jeremy, you want to tell him what I put as number uh, ten? Yeah, you've got season six, episode four's "Turkeys Away," which I actually liked quite a bit myself. Man, we did that so good. We got stuck in like 1978, and we did a, the uh, WKRP deal of uh, dropping the, the turkey drop, and uh, I, we just had fun with it. It was kind of like a wrap-up show for a, for like I said, for for uh, just to get a show in over the the holiday weekend. And, weekend of Thanksgiving and ended up turning out to be a blast. And I had several people uh, either DM me or text me um, that said, man, I don't know how y'all do it. That's, that's funny, man. You know, you are talented. You're more talented than what you think you are. Stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just think that's so cool. We had, we had fun with that episode. We really did. Oh yeah. Well, you know, um, cause we both, we both have this love for old television, you know? Yeah, and um, you know we're we're right within the spitting distance of each other's ages, so we grew up with the same stuff, so we have a lot of the same cultural yeah. references too. Um, and WKRP, that I think that episode of WKRP has to go down as one of the best episodes of a sitcom in history. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Spot on, man. Spot on. So if you want that episode, it was Turkeys Away. It was season six, episode four. Uh, go back and listen to it, man. It was a good time, mm-hmm. and that comes in at number 10. Um, I think also we've got another caller lined out. And, again, bear with us on these callers, people, the professor. Uh, these have went through my either direct messages or text or through uh, emails, or they've went directly to Jeremy in some points at, at some point, but most of them have been <laughs> – they've come through – they've come down to Pike, so to say. So uh, we're going to put them so we can react in real time instead of just going, oh, yeah, and that was so-and-so. Yeah. Uh, this next one is uh, Larry Horsley, if I'm not mistaken, the lawnmower man. That's it. Let's pull this one up real quick. Okay. Hey, Bobby. I just want to say congratulations to you and Jeremy on your 100th episode of Bell to Bell. 
I look forward to the show every week. If you like down-to-earth guys talking old-school wrestling, this is the place. I look forward to many more myself. Congrats again, and thanks for the weekly entertainment. So thank you, Larry. Uh, that guy yeah. has a great, like, old-school cowboy voice. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy, great guy, Larry. Uh, and I mean that sincerely. I, I, I was hesitant to ask him um, if he'd willing to do it uh, because I wasn't sure if he'd, you know, want to or not. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty modest guy, and I'm, I'm so glad when he when he sent sent me a message back and said he'd be glad to do it. And I uh, appreciate the kind words, man. And he listens to several other podcasts. And um, he told me sometimes he'll store several up, um, you know, of other people's because he likes to do it that way. That gives him the entertainment he needs while he's out doing his gig, man. And um, I think that's pretty cool. You know, we got real listeners, but he also talks about, you know, we're just two guys. Like he said, dude, we love talking wrestling. And um, I would imagine Larry uh, is probably in the same wheelhouse. Uh, age-wise, probably right in between you and myself, I would imagine. And uh, so uh, he, he gets a lot of the references, the cultural references. And, and also uh, he remembers a lot of the uh, – because I've talked to him, uh, ran into him one day. I was out walking and ran into him and just uh, wasn't planned or anything. Uh, no, we've had planned lunches together and stuff like that. But, no, just one day we was walking and we just started talking wrestling, man, of all things. And we recall angles and stuff. So I'd say uh, without asking his age, he's right in the same wheelhouse as we are as far as being a wrestling fan and um anyway yeah and i know he he probably liked this next person um on my list number nine i thought one of our favorite episodes and i think it i think it may be one of the bigger episodes since we have come back i'm not sure if it still is i know at one point it was one of the biggest episodes since we started back again and Mm -hmm. that was our um Top ten tribute to Terry Bam Bam Gordy, man. That was episode five or season five, episode three. Uh, Terry Bam Bam Gordy, man. We had we had fun with that one, man. That was that was That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Bill Mercer was mentioned on. <laughs> don't touch his band. He was Michael Hayes. Was like, don't touch his band. Oh and God, yeah. Mercer had to get near that band, man. Folks, if you followed us in the last few weeks, we mentioned that probably more than anything. Do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube and look up that fucking clip of uh, Mercer trying to interview, wanting to interview, rather, uh, Terry Gordy. uh, And Gordy's in the van. You can't see him. And Michael Hayes is, I think, getting out to, like, stretch or have a drink. I'm not sure which. They're in some bypass, uh, Vidoc underpass somewhere downtown Dallas, Fort Worth area. And uh, Bill Mercer walks up, and it's just it's just funny, man. It, it really is. Um, and it's serious, too, because they, they're, they're talking about the angle they're involved in. So yeah. it's, and it's just the free birds being the free birds, man. It's, it's pretty damn cool. It, uh, of course, a, we talk about other stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, it's, it's a great bit. And, you know, it's, it's somebody is like, serious as Bill Mercer <laughs> going into that. It's just, it just cracks me up, even just thinking about that scene. Because you know, then Michael Hayes all, like, serious, like, oh, don't fuck with this man. <laughs> And uh, you know what was great about that episode was we actually got a retweet from uh, Terry Gordy's daughter. Uh, that's right, Miranda. Yeah. yeah. And so that was really cool. And that's also where we, we came up with our Ray is the most Southern name ever theory. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right, man. You're right. So, and you know, things, just, uh, things come out of nowhere sometimes. Uh, because if you recall, we were working on another season, and you sent me a private text or DM. I'm not sure which. So when I, I say that, people, 
it's on my phone, one way or the other. Yeah. It could be an email, it could be a DM, or it could be a text, one or the other. Because someone, some of you all have my phone number, some of you had my Twitter account, and some of you have my email. I don't know. So anyway, but um, I was sitting there working on something else when uh, the DM popped up, and it just said, um, hey, how about Terry Gordy? And I wrote back, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Why, don't we, why don't we think of that before? I got so excited, you know, because we knew whatever we was finishing up on that week, the very next one was going to be Terry Bam Bam Gordy. And that was, I just got, I got like high from that, like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. We're going to go for it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I would say there's an argument to be made that, yeah, that might have been one of our best episodes just as far as like digging into a topic that we know our listener base is really going to enjoy that we're going to enjoy putting together and that you guys would enjoy listening to i think that there's an argument to be made for that one because i mean you know bam bam's a fucking legend uh bobby so what did you learn about when bam bam tells you to fucking arm whip him what do you do I better fucking arm whip him. I know that. Give it your Terry Bam Bam Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a reference to uh, when I got to wrestle uh, myself, Robert Gibson, with wrestling Tommy Rich and Terry Bam Bam Gordy down at Smoky Mountain. Uh, right here's a good segue, Jeremy, to plug my books. Yeah. And that's in one of my books, uh, Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boost Will Travel. And if you go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook1, you'll be able to read that story that Jeremy's referenced about when I did get to uh, – I had a chance to arm drag and arm whip Terry Gordy, but um, uh, I, I locked up a little bit. I'll say that. I don't know. Um, but uh, Great Smoky Mountain Story is in there, um, all about my career, places I got to go, people got to meet and see and things like that. Also got a second book. It's called I Kicked Out on Two, The Educational Wrestler. Again, the professor has set up a little segue cut point where you can go through tinyurl.com slash blazebook2. So, again, tinyurl.com slash blazebook1 or tinyurl.com slash blazebook2, and you can easily get one of my books off of Amazon using that site. And also, the show gets a little bit of a kickback. Folks, it's just a little bit of the kickback, but we do appreciate every little bit we do get because um, we do enjoy having this show. And I'm not going to go on a rant here, Jeremy. I'm just going to tell you I had some notes written down. Man, we're at, you know, 100 episodes, over 10,000 listens, so we need some sponsors, you know, because the, the books do help sponsor the show sometimes. But if anyone out there is listening, is there anyone else out there in the podcast world knows how to help us get some sponsors? Or if you'd like to be a sponsor, please get a hold of myself or Jeremy. And I'll tell you an easy way to do that. And that is if you want to get a hold of Jeremy, go to the Geekish Cast on Twitter. If you, you go to Bobby Blaze 744 on Twitter, you'll get me. Or to join an account, which, again, that'll go to Jeremy at that uh, Bell to Bell Blaze. Have any ideas for uh, sponsors or sponsorship? Uh, man, I know we got a good podcast. Uh, I get a lot of positive feedback. But it also be nice to, um, you know, have a sponsor or two throughout the uh, – and, yeah, you're going to get some ads here or there, but also it help us, though, uh, just with uh, what we're trying to accomplish. So I just kind of throw it out there since we're, you know, just just – just for what it's worth, folks, not yeah, begging, yeah. borrowing, stealing, just putting the idea out there. Uh, the best thing you could probably do 
is fucking tell a friend, retweet our tweets, and uh, and and share all of our um, podcasts, and give us a review. Leave us a review. Just be fair and honest when you leave a review, and leave us one on iTunes or or Spotify or wherever you are listening to this podcast. That just leave us a nice review and say, hey. Put us over a little bit, man. We put you all over all the time, you cocksuckers. Yeah. What the fuck's <laughs> wrong with you guys? Come on, man. <clears throat> yeah, see Get what with it. what um what I what I didn't tell you, uh, Bobby, is that so we host on Anchor. Anchor was bought by Spotify, so now all the numbers are different. It's harder to see certain things. But we're actually rounding up on fifteen thousand listens since we came back at this point. Um Okay, cool. Because I wasn't going to bother you about that. I went through my notes again the other day on my yeah. DMs, and I was like, I knew you had said something. I said, did he tell me that uh, they got that Spotify bought them Anchor? And I was like, yeah. I looked at it. I'm like, okay, I'll ask him another time. So I'm, I'm, so I'm glad you brought that up. So we're at 15,000 listeners, man. And so it shows we are doing something. And we've been very consistent in the last, you know, five or six months or however long it's been now. Yeah. But, um, and we've got more great content lined up too. I know I'm working on a, a, a solo thing I will be doing sometime at the end of the month. I know we got a couple of good topics uh, the next couple of weeks we're going to be doing. But right now, hell, we're just celebrating our hundredth episode. And uh, I think you've got a friend of mine um, from up in West Virginia, young man I helped many many years ago. Thank the world of this guy. I uh, think Shane Storm called in. Uh, let me hear what he has to say. All right, let's pull him up real quick. Hey, this is Shane Storm, and you're listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Build a Bell with Bobby Blaze. And Bobby, I just want to say congratulations on 100 shows. And congratulations to everyone listening, because you're finding out something that I already knew. Bobby is one of the best storytellers ever, with some of the best stories that you've ever heard. Congratulations, Bobby. Here's to 100 more. All right. Fuck you, Paul. Fuck you, Paul. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say to Shane Storm right there. Thanks, Shane. And he'll get that. Him and Justin, his buddy Justin, will get that. They, we was on our way to the show one time when I told him the Paul Warndorf story about being down in Orlando, Florida. And uh, <laughs> it was after uh, uh, the big deal where uh, Big Van Vader, I guess, didn't want to be moved or going to or go do a promo. And, and Paul oh, told him, you know, hey, very professional. Professionally, you know, hey, Leon, they need you over here to do a, you know, interview or what have you. And uh, guess he says, "Fuck you, Paul." And I guess uh, Paul's like, "Well, fuck you." And in a pair of flip flops, you know, uh, gets him with his, beats him down, and then puts the fucking flip flops to him. I guess beats the shit out of him. Uh, no guessing to it for everything I've heard. That, you know, as a straight shoot. And uh, the funniest thing though was uh, uh, maybe a year went by. I don't know. And I'm down at Universal Studios, and, and, and another person, a great, great guy, Brad Armstrong, uh, we're in a group. There's probably 150 people from all over the world. You had your Mexican guy staying in one corner, uh, Japanese wrestlers in another. You had your Southern white trash down in one corner. You had your Florida boys in a corner. You had the Minnesota guys over, you know, big old room, big old uh, trailer. You know, you're in a, you're on a, a set. You know, Universal Studios. And uh, every morning they call everyone together to put up like five big whiteboards to, uh, to who you wrestling that day, what match. They ran five live events uh, a day, five matches per uh, per event, you know, throughout the theme park there. And, and 
Harm comes out, or excuse me, Paul comes out one morning and he's like, uh, all right, boys, come on, let's gather in here. You know, he played football and stuff. He's like a damn coach, you know, and he didn't need a whistle, but, you know, it's time to huddle up, basically, so we can go know what the fuck the day's duties are, you know. Yeah. All right, boys, come on, huddle up. And it's, it's like 8.30 in the morning, man. People's been out partying, drinking. Hell, you're in Florida for 10 or 12, 14 days, you know, on uh, WCW's dime anyway. So, uh, you know, um, people just kind of, you know, moving along, making a way out to the center of this big, you know, uh, soundstage and, some of them are moving slower than others, but anyway, um, he goes, all right, guys, come on. This voice out of nowhere, he goes, fuck you, Paul. <laughs> and everyone cracks up. And it, and it was Brad Armstrong was bent over in a group of guys saying, fuck you, Paul. And he was doing it in his, uh, his big Vader voice, you know, and, 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 Orndorff just, you know, he's kind of walking toward the center. He goes, that fucking Brad. He didn't have to look up or nothing. He just knew, and everyone started cracking up. And Brad popped up and said, yeah, I'm right here, Coach. You know, Orndorff, I'm right here, Paul. <laughs> you know, I'm right here. You know, and uh, it, it was, it broke, it broke the momentum. We'd been on like 10 days or whatever, plus you're doing nightly shows. It broke the momentum. It was something we needed. And we've talked about Brad before, being behind yeah. the scenes, how funny he fucking is, man. Hilarious. Uh, his sense of humor and wit stuff but um anyway shane storm that story for you because i know you liked it and i know you always liked hearing about uh, vader getting uh, beat up jeremy mm -hmm. uh, you sick bastard i know <laughs> but uh but no it's the fuck you paul story is pretty good i and i think i put that in um uh, pin me pay me uh have boostful travel and it might not have been in the second book i don't know but uh hell buy them both by god and fuck you. <laughs> but no, thank you for Shane Storm. I appreciate that, man. Uh, anything uh, right there you want to say or anything, Professor? Well, yeah, uh, you know, I, I normally try not to revel in stories of somebody getting the shit kicked out of them. But the idea of Paul Orndorff, and he, the punch was with his atrophied arm. It was with his damaged yes. arm. And he dropped a guy as big as Leon White. And then, I can't remember, was it after somebody was there and reports on reports on it says, I was standing right there, and I guess, while wearing flip-flops, Paul Orndorff then turns and kicks him right in the button, snapping his head back to his own back. Yeah. <laughs> that is just a, you know, Jesus Christ. You do not fuck with a man who can beat you senseless with his bad arm while wearing flip-flops. You just don't, yeah. you know? Yeah. I know oh. Pinzer was there and uh, Sullivan was there. It must, it must there, have been Pinzer then. And, and some of them guys, I mean, that say it, they, that was actor there, they they just tell it like it, that's the way it happened, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, that what they needed was a referee. Yeah. and <laughs> so uh, <number> Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say the next one on the list here, one of my favorite episodes that we did was way, way back then. When, and that was uh, episode number 37, and that was on referees, man. We had a good time with that one. Um, I know we had uh, – I know the top two, I'm thinking, that might have been a top three referees. Do you know who those were just off the top of your head? I know who one and two were. I think I know who number three was. Well, well i got to um, say that uh, Mark Curtis, Brian Hildebrand, had to have been in the top three. I, I'm just yeah, going – Yeah, he was number two. He was yeah. number two. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we put Charles uh, Robinson as number three. I could be wrong. Yeah, but little... I think he was busting his ass uh, so much, setting a ring up, refereeing and all that. Um, I think he was number three, and I know um, Brian Hildebrand, Mark Curtis was number two, and I, 
I bet you do recall who was number one, right? Was it one of the Hebners? Uh, no, no, it was who? Tommy Young. Oh shit! Yeah, okay, of we course had Tommy it was. Young yeah. in there. Yeah, of course yeah, it so was. So we had one. The Hebner was in there. Um, Dick Worley was in there. Um, uh, Nick Patrick was in there. Tim White was in there. I'm just drawing off the top of my head here, but I, I knew the top three because we had we had debated upon uh, putting Charles up there I think maybe one or, above one of the Hefners but uh, yeah I think um, I think he was three and then um, uh, like I said uh, uh, Mark Curtis and then uh, Tommy Young and I think off that list ten I think probably seven of them mentioned that um, Tommy Young was the go-to man he was the one they had tried to style themselves off yeah uh, you know to be that kind of referee excuse me Need a drink of water here. Yep. Need a drink of water. Wanting a beer, but I'm gonna get a drink of water, Jeremy. Well, you crack crack a beer when you get a chance. It's the hundredth episode. You might as well celebrate. Well, if I grab a beer, you better got something to say for next. Uh, it take me at least uh, thirty seconds to go in there and grab a beer. <laughs> well, let's just, let's just keep <laughs> you going. You want to talk then. about the referees or what? Um, you tell me when I take a thirty second break here, and by God, I'll take a thirty second break and grab a beer and have it cracked open before you know it. You know, go ahead, because I'll talk about Brian Hildebrand for a second. Um, oh, do that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you know he was he was the guy that w- he was the guy that I realized how much a ref does in a match and how much he communicates to the audience because all of his gestures, everything he did, you could see from the back of the room. Um, you know, it's something I used to joke with my my younger brother. I would call it speaking referee because the way he would pantomime his lines because he had to communicate what's going on in that ring to everybody there in these larger crowds. The guy was just great. Um, you know, I believe he also uh, wrestled as a mutant ninja turtle, which just proves his dedication to the sport. Um, but I definitely, he's the guy that I think of when I think of a great referee, just because of his, his skill at communicating with the audience, his physicality in the ring. Because you'll watch him, he'll like roll over a wrestler's back to like check a shoulder, then he'll roll the other way over the wrestler's back, check the other shoulder. Guy never quit moving. Um, just He was just great at his job. And, uh, Bobby, that was 30 seconds. And I'm back, and I've had a – I'm telling you, I heard it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I think less than 30 seconds. Um, yeah, Mark Curtis, i tell you what, man. We had it down to where we worked so much together. I knew that if I was going to kick out on two, it was going to be about two and three-fourths. He could get his hand so close um, timing-wise that I would barely kick out. And um, he was always a pleasure to work with and be in a ring with. So, um, yeah, referees. Uh, episode number 37. And I told Jeremy fans, wrestling fans out there listening today, just so you know, we're celebrating our 100th episode today. And I told Jeremy before we went on, I'm probably going to have a beer during this episode. So, also, Super Bowl Sunday, and Melanie's got these leggings on and going brawless <laughs> in her Tampa Bay jersey. Huh. I'm getting lubed up, man. Um, I think I'll dress as a pirate later on i don't know uh <laughs> i could be a chief i don't know maybe even one i just hope it's a damn good game because by the time you all hear this the game will be over with anyway yeah but uh yeah let's let's cheer for the cheerleaders um all right here. Always do. so yeah um next up do we have someone calling in uh um, yes let young, me here's the problem with it talent. 
He's this good. guy here, the problem with this guy is he's got like 19 different kayfabe names that you got to worry about <laughs> when trying to find his fucking email. But uh, 100 episodes. Congratulations, Bobby. Congratulations, Jeremy. Thank you all for the hours of education, the hours of entertainment, and the hours and hours of talking about professional wrestling. And as much as I love sports entertainment, there is nothing like professional wrestling. Thank you all. You have a listener for life in me, and here's to a hundred more. Thanks, guys. I was, I was going to say, it sounded like he may have been calling in from a, a barrel. Yeah, a little bit. Sports and that other word. Just leave his ass in that barrel. Okay. Carry him. Um, if he's got the upcoming matches uh, with uh, anyone in the surrounding areas, give me a heads up. And if this COVID fucking thing's lifted, uh, as a big a supporter of I, as I have been of Casey King, and I'm going to continue to be, uh, I do want to go watch and see if someone's going to feed his ass or not for uh, the Appalachian dream. Someone's going to give you an extra whack for using them uh, hot tooie uh, sports yeah. center. Coming on, Get coming on our show soap, talking son. like that. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, but we do appreciate you calling in, but straighten up that language, man. Yeah. Damn. Would you? Do you kiss your grandmother with that mouth? Good God. That's, I hope not. I don't know he's from Kentucky. He's like me. He probably does. Has. Probably has at least a cousin. I don't, I don't know. At least a cousin, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, now, you know, we're, we're kind of covering our, your favorite episodes of our show so far. And this is kind of a fun one to put in there because yeah. we just did this one. And this was yes. our remembering the uh, mid, mid South with, uh, Sean yeah, and Adam. Man, I, yes. And I came in late and I wanted to say, uh, I was on for five or 10 minutes before I turned my microphone on. Cause you know, I was having internet problems, but I was enjoying it so much. I was waiting for a, a chance to come in on it. Um, and I'll tell you, then I listened to, of course, I listened to the playback when it came back out on Tuesday. Uh, man, you guys, uh, Sean, Adam, can't thank you enough. Of course, Jeremy, can't thank you enough for your professionalism and being prepared for that. But that was, folks, if you have not listened to that and you want to take a deep dive into the Mid-South memories, uh, it's uh, episode 99. It was just last week. It's uh, season seven, episode five. Guys, uh, I've, I've got a lot of good feedback on that, and um, if, if you don't know anything about Mid-South Wrestling or uh, the UWF with Bill Watts and JYD, and we talked about Butch Reed earlier and, and Hacksaw Duggan and Ted DiBiase and the Freebirds and all that, and, uh, man, it's just a, uh, it's just a, to me, it's a tremendous episode, so much so that I put it up there right there, you know, in, in my top ten episodes that I've really enjoyed. And it was and it wasn't just because it's so fresh in my mind, it was because it was that damn good. So uh I'd tell people right now, um, if you haven't listened to any of our episodes, go listen to that one. Uh and I'm not even in part of it. You know, that's that's that says a lot right there that it's not it, just because it has my name on it, it talks about how good a professor can put some shit together and pull this thing off to make this a team effort and also to make it an educational uh, because when I listened to it, like I said, I didn't even interrupt. And then when I finally did listen to the playback, I was like, man, this this is educational 
for a real wrestling fan, you know, um, tremendous, tremendous episode, man. Oh yeah. And you know, Sean and Adam are, I mean, they are students of the game, especially regionally. Like if you go through some of their collections and they've got playbills and, and programs and stuff. And, uh, one of them even had like the oldest rule book I have ever seen in print for pro wrestling and boxing matches, uh, in the state. Um, I thought that was really cool. So, I mean, definitely, these guys know their shit backwards and forwards. Right on. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and let's hit, um, while, while they were here, I had them record a little something. I'm going to go ahead yeah. and just play these back to back real quick. Sure. This is Sean Sparks, Sparks Third Coast on Twitter, wishing the Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze podcast a happy 100th episode. Uh, really been loving it, guys. Y'all keep up the good work. Congratulations again. Hi, this is Adam Price, A Price INS on Twitter, wishing Jeremy Vilmer, the professor, and Bobby Blaze a happy 100th episode of Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. Keep up the good work, guys. We hope we have more than 100 more in you. All right. So those are our boys, uh, Adam and Sean, there. And so thank you guys for coming on to do that because, I mean, they definitely were the go to guys from Mid South. Absolutely. That was excellent, man. Excellent. Uh, moving closer to the uh, top five, I well, number six. Um, I really wanted to put this in our top five, but also I just knew we had so many good episodes, man. But we've only had a couple guests on here, uh, Sean and Adam. We had William Har- uh, Harding on here. We do have, plan on having more guests in the future. But uh, one of our biggest guest stars that we've had on this program, and it was just a pleasure, man. I know it's someone on your uh, bucket list to interview, mm-hmm. and that is, uh, man, the Tennessee stud. Ron Fuller, and that was season four, episode five, man. What a, what a, uh, he come on to talk about professional wrestling, of course, in his book, Brutus. And if you haven't read it, it's still available. Just go to, uh, tnstud.com. I give him a plug there, but, um, he's probably one of, if not the greatest storyteller about professional wrestling there is out there. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, there, there's not a doubt that, his ability to hold your attention while he tells a story is almost second to none, just in general. Uh, but his his familial history with pro wrestling and the shit he knows and the, what he's done and been around is just captivating and interesting. And, uh, you know, the story of American pro wrestling is intertwined with the Fuller Welch family. And, you know, yeah, just, and just, I do listen. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's full of just history, man, and yeah. and names I knew growing up watching uh, uh, some of the some of the TV that I got to watch back in that time period, man. It's just like and the names and pictures of the magazines and stuff that the area he's in now. He's up to like uh, uh, like I don't know October of seventy seven or something, and it's just like oh my gosh, it just captivates you uh, listening to him tell these stories. Yeah, so. he was, and he's just a, a great gentleman. I mean, great guest. Uh, yes. You know, and I, I don't know if I told you this. I, I was so thankful that he came on. I did some promotional artwork for the book that he's been using on uh, social media. Cool. So, See, yeah. that's the way it's supposed to work, people. Yeah. Paying it forward and stuff like that in exchange for that man coming, taking the time on his own time to, to come into the show. Come on. And Jeremy takes it to you talent to give him back some artwork that he can use promotionally for uh, his book, Brutus. I mean, that, that, that's, that's the way our, 
our community seems to work one here on a podcast and we're helping each other out. Uh, we put each other over and try to, the ones you listen to, you give them a plug, man. Hey, that was a good podcast or, or what have you, you know? So, uh, uh, that's something I like to try to live my life by too, is, uh, uh, pay it forward, man. That's, that's just something that's always been big with me. And, and, uh, you probably know that I, I know we talk about that and I think of a lot of our fans come across as, uh, well, you know, uh, Sparks has sent you, like you sent me, some some pictures of the um, uh, Superdome way back when we mm-hmm. done our Superdome uh, special and things like that, just little things like that. The, uh, the Olympic Auditorium taking the time to send us some different pictures back in the day. Yeah. We did the uh, Olympic Auditorium out there in L.A. at time. That was just so cool to, that they took the time to be recognized and say, hey, you know, even even um, Miranda Gordy saying, hey, man, you know, thanks. You know, thanks for remembering my dad. You know, that that's the way it should work. That's why I encourage everyone to to, to be kind to each other and help each other on Twitter. Uh, again, Jeremy is at the Geekish Cast. I'm at Bobby Blaze 744. Or hit us up the the um, uh, Bell to Bell Blaze podcast, uh, Bell to Bell Blaze on Twitter as well. Um, it, 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 that's the way it should work, man. Uh, we try to have a good time here, and I think we had another call in here from someone I'm familiar with. I don't know. Were you familiar with this guy? Um, I w- I was not 100. percent I mean, I I've heard the name before, I'm sure. Okay. But let's uh, let's grab him real quick. Okay. Hello, all you Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze fans. This is Kenny Wynn. I want to say congratulations to Jeremy, the professor, and you, Bobby Blaze, on reaching 100 episodes. I'm proud of you guys. Uh, I enjoy the show. I especially enjoy Jeremy doing his top 10 list because I know the professor can't count the 21 unless he's butt naked. And Bobby Blaze, you've always been uh, one of my favorites. You're the cream of the crop. Every time you got in a ring, you got whipped. Hey, guys, great job, gentlemen. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Keep up the good work, and here's to 100 more good shows. <laughs> yeah, Kenny Wynn. Kenny Wynn there, folks. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he brought up for Willie B. Hart, I think. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's oh, it, it's, it's funny because I feel like every time I see regional talent go into a national promotion, um, I, I, I hear that name, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, One oh. of my favorites. This may be. I will, I'll just say this. I'll say it. Then you tell me what you said before we went on the air, okay? Okay. Um, this is going to come in at uh, number uh, five, I think, right? Yeah. And it's uh, Gary Hart. It's, Gary Hart is the devil. That was the title of it. It was episode, it was season six, episode one. Gary Hart is a devil. And we had a hell of a time doing that um, podcast, man. It, we went deep dive into Gary Hart. Yeah. And so what did you tell me? I, I, I put it in the top five, but what did you tell me? Oh, I think you can make an argument that that was our best show ever. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a really strong argument to be made that that was our best show ever. Yeah. A lot of feedback on that, Marin. Um, you know, it was one of our, you got to, as one of our best question mark. Mm-hmm. I, I have to agree. It was probably, we talked about, oh, several months back about, um, I went back and I sent it to you. It was, we, we done one on, on Bobby Heenan. And I said, man, Jeremy, listen to this. We were on that day and we were spot on. We just, 
just we went through a podcast and, and I don't even know what episode that one was. No disrespect to, to Bobby Heenan, but but we were on. You can just tell we was clicking. Well, because um, we had debated upon the way we was doing our territories, the manager, the territory, and then the star of the territory, the way we were doing it, uh, of doing a, a Bobby Heenan one. Of course, we've already done one. Not to say we won't do another one, of them, but we were on that podcast. Um, that Gary Hart one, uh, Gary Hart is a devil. Man, it is – there was something so real about it, and um, we just – we were both on that day also. Something so – it flowed. It was just a flow. You know, it's smooth. It was smooth like Gary Hart was. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and as we found out from – Chad didn't finish the whole sentence up there when he – when he said that uh, he found out something about uh, don't mess with Gary Hart because, as a professor said, Gary Hart will cut a bitch. <laughs> and we did a we did a bit on that because Jeremy likes wording those you know little things, uh, the the subtitles and the the, the subcaption and things. And I looked up and it said Gary Hart will cut a bitch. And we had a whole little thing on that. So that's uh, season six, episode one, not so long ago. But um, Gary Hart's the devil is a damn good. Uh, episode if you want to listen to it man well you know that's another one that it's like specifically tailored to our audience like we all love gary hart you know we're all fans um and what what bobby was referencing there is when i set up our notes a lot of times i'll use a subtitle for you know each each point or you know whatever the number is on the top 10 or whatever we're doing but i'll throw a a subtitle in there that kind of sets up the mood for that specific one so when we were talking about Gary Hart always having a razor blade, that was the title for that. That point was Gary Hart will cut a bitch. And, uh, you know, Bobby, Bobby keeps an eye on my notes because sometimes they're real, they're real standard and just, you know, straight ahead. And sometimes I get real funny with the wording because it's like a specific thing I want us to hit or a mood I want us to try to capture as we talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right. I think we'll hear from uh, Barnabas Spectrum next. Is that correct? For those of you who don't already know, my name is David Barnabas Specter, the leader of the odd, the different, and the strange, otherwise known as Darkness Worldwide. And as I travel down the highways and byways of independent professional wrestling, speeding away from every wretched podunk town on my path, I thoroughly enjoy listening to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. Bobby, congratulations on 100 episodes, an absolute milestone. And please, Continue your charity work for 100 more, teaching these idiotic insectoid fans the virtues of our great sport. (laughs) Um, You know, and that's really our mission statement, except instead of saying insectoid, I had the wording humanoid, I believe, teaching our idiotic humanoid fans about the history of pro wrestling. Man, I felt like I was on a dark highway, made to make ready to make a U-turn in West Virginia or somewhere. Yeah, that uh, did that did seem a little 
backwoods. Like, <laughs> you know, there's there's that part of northern Louisiana that I drove through one time, and that that voice and everything kind of reminded me of that. Where you're just like, mm-hmm. don't don't stop the car, don't pull over, just just keep going. Yeah. Don't stop People. until you hit Texas. <laughs> and, and then be double leery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking geez. of Texas, let's go to uh, number four, and that is stables. I'm sure they got a few stables out there in Texas. Uh, we had um, episode, uh, let's see, season one, episode five. We did, um, what did I have that listed as? That's actually number uh Episode number five, yeah. Wrestling Stables, and we had a few stables, a couple of them being from the Texas area, if you recall. Yes, the greatest uh, uh, infractions and and uh, stables in professional wrestling. That was one of our earlier ones. Like I said, we had, we had five episodes deep into our podcast, and man, we brought up, we actually brought up a lot of heat for that. You know, people were like, back then, um, and I know it's just a couple of years back, but there was a lot of interaction about who who was the best wrestling stable of all time. Who who you know? Can you, do you recall some of those off the top of your head? Oh. I recall one and two, I think. Well, the Freebirds are in there, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's where we got our Freebird rule. Yep, is that correct? That is it. So yeah, I was going to say. So there's your. Well, I say Texas, but they're. You know, they're bad. They're nationwide, you know, so to say. Um, but, yeah, we used our Freebird rule on that. When we fooled everyone, we did not list the Freebirds in our top ten that day until uh, we listen, listed several other. Um, I know Jeremy's got a couple. Uh, Devastation um, Incorporation, right? Yeah, um, Devastation Inc. Yeah, uh, there were several. The Von Erics, of course. Um, the four horsemen, horsemen who we put up there yep. at the very top. And that's where we said, no, whoa, whoa, hold on here. I'm going to bring out the free bird rule. And you're like, what the fuck's the free bird rule? And that's when I was like, you know what? You know what the free bird rule is. There's three of us, but you don't know which two's fighting or which mm-hmm. one's fighting that day. And we great, gave that greatest wrestling stables to the Freebirds, and uh, man, that got that got some serious uh, likes and um, uh, conversation going, man. So if you have not heard that, go back and listen to episode five. Again, that's uh, uh, the season one episode. Yeah, season one episode five. I just said that uh, wrestling stables, man. Give it a l- listen. See what you think. And, and if not, you already may already have your mind made up. Send it in. Let us know who you think your favorite all-time wrestling stable was. I mean, was it the first family? Was it um, – who else do we have one or Jeremy? Do you remember? Oh, we God. had the Heenan, the Heenan, Yeah, the Heenan the family. family? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there were so many. I mean – Stud stable. Stud stable. Yep. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, there was uh, just so many. And we did it so long ago that it's not real fresh in my mind, but – you know, just, you know, Heenan family is always real high on my list, regardless of if we're talking AWA or WWF or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, Devastation Inc. was a great, uh, a great heel stable. Four Horsemen are top tier, you know, fucking yeah. Freebirds sure. top tier. <clears throat> did I have a uh, hot stuff incorporated on there? Yeah. Oh yeah, you did. Okay, you put yeah. them over too. Yeah. I think you had them in the top five to be honest with you. Yeah. I think uh, that's fair. Really, I think you that's really well, you, up very, well, yeah. you know, Missy Hyatt was in that group, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows what she's up to nowadays. Wow. Um, you know what though? 
I bet you're you're real high up on your list is Jock Sampson. Is he real high up on your list? Do you like him at all? Um, because I know he called in this week. Yes, he did, and I accidentally just started playing it. You know, well, he's okay. he's um Jock's an acquired taste, isn't he? He's um. <laughs> He's he's uh ten pounds of shit stuffed in a five pound bag, I believe. Um something like that. But uh hey, you know what? The guy's a belt collector, he's got championships all over the promotions there local. Uh he's a legend at the uh, cheeseburger joints all over the East Coast in the Ohio Valley area. Um you know, uh I guess also what's his stable called? The regulators? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, I just had a finished that beer. I drank that beer, I had one drink left. And I did it in honor of Jock because Jock's a beer drinking motherfucker too. Well, we put down some beer before. Well, I can imagine. And, uh, so uh, I had that beer since I saw Jock, uh, Jock coming up here. Jock Sampson, people. Here he comes. Hey everyone, this is the greatest wrestler of all time, Jock Sampson, and I want to congratulate Jeremy Vilmer and my friend Bobby Blaze, former Smoky Mountain heavyweight champion, on your all's. 100th episode of Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I tell you right now, congratulations on 100 episodes, boys. Uh, I'm, I'm goddamn proud of you. But Bobby, if you ever, ever get involved in one of my matches again and you hit me with another right hand, I'm going to beat your ass and you ain't going to make it to 200 episodes. You understand me? And Jeremy's not going to be there to help you. So Bobby Blaze... Enjoy it while you can, and stay out of my business. Well, uh, Bobby, better start working on your left-hand shots. Yeah. Uh, you know, he didn't threaten you if you hit him with the left. That's right. Or a beer bottle. Or so a beer I, bottle. I'll heed to that, to that advice there. Jock, um, Jock's always uh, uh, good to have one to show, good to hear from. Yeah. Uh, hell of a performer. Um, like I said, hell of a beer drinker, hell raiser. But uh, thanks, Jock, for calling that in. And uh, by God, next thing I, next time I do think I hit you, I don't ever want to hit you. I love you too much. But if I did, it'd be if a fucking beer bottle. Just I respect you, cocksucker. I, I think that's the way <laughs> to handle it. Um, all oh, all oh, bullshit yeah. aside for a second here, Jock. Yeah. Uh, he he is a dude who works on his character. Yes, he is. Uh, he is. I mean, fuck. You know, I've talked to him on the phone and stuff, and he is. He's still in character when he does either that or he just doesn't like me. Oh, it's probably, it's probably both. You know, I noticed he won't call me professor. Have you noticed that? He uh, he forgets <laughs> professor when he talks about me. Huh. Well, uh, man, anyway, yeah. let's go down to our top three episodes. We're down here rounding it out. I know we're coming up here on some time-wise. We've got a little time in. We've been celebrating our 100th anniversary or 100th episode of show. I knew I'd say anniversary eventually. I don't know why. Yeah. But uh, this next one, man. It was uh, the fourth episode, the fourth episode we done together, and at the time it got over so good, man. Um, it's uh, season one, episode four, or if you, or I just had it labeled as number four. Uh, there's actually a top ten if you go to YouTube at tinyurl.com slash bbbbvideo.com slash bbbbvideo. Jock, uh, Jock, fucking got me all stumbled up here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tex, uh, uh, God actually had time to put some of them, uh, those top 10 up there. I'm not sure if all top 10 reasons we love the American dreams up there, but it is on dusty roads, the American dream. 
And that that one time, and I don't know, it still might be at one time, that was our number one downloaded podcast, man. People went fucking crazy for the American Dream. And again, it's uh, episode four early on in our in our seasons, and uh, we really put the American Dream over. And that that was a fun one too, Jeremy. Oh, it was a great one, and it was one of those deals where. We'd been doing all these like top, we, well, we hadn't done all these. We had just started doing the top 10 list for maybe two or three episodes. And we had just barely talked about Dusty at all. And, and for us, yeah, but, but for us, that was because Dusty doesn't need to be on a fucking list. Dusty doesn't need to be a world champion. Dusty's fucking Dusty. You know, uh, um, and do you recall what happened? How can we done Dusty in a fourth episode? Uh, you recall that? No, why don't you, why don't you read that back to me? So Dave Selby, He's a big fan, a big listener, and a great guy. Love Dave Selby. Uh, I didn't know he was listening or anything. Um, he lives many, many miles away from the Ashland area now, but I, but I grew up with him. Uh, played sports against him. Uh, we had done like a uh, uh, the top ten champions, and, and we done uh, we went through. We, we got down. You and I was arguing between Bachwinkle and Ric Flair, and we just done this great thing on champions. Mm-hmm. And um, we got this uh, on Twitter. Uh, uh, it was uh, DHS, I think, is what it was. Uh, just some initials, and um, it said, "How come you guys didn't mention Dusty in the champions?" And you and I wrote each other. We wrote him back, very professional, very courteous, like because Dusty Dusty didn't need a belt to be, you know, champion. He did, he's his own man, you know, and this and that. But we both was also like, we got to fucking do one on Dusty, man. He needs his own podcast. He don't need to be recognized as, you know, uh, NWA champion or tag team champions or six-man tag team champions. And that was the first time we kind of collaborated together as far as saying, this is the direction that that the program is probably going to go. Here's top ten reasons we love Dusty Rhodes. No arguments. Boom. And we clicked. You know, I mean, we were clicking some then. Uh, but uh, we really clicked on that one. That was, again, episode four. And, man, it just got over for everyone. But that's why, because a listener, just like Chad uh, uh, from West Virginia, uh, you know, wrote in. Uh, several other people have given us ideas. Um, uh, Jeff gave us an idea before about enhancement talent. Uh, you know, different people have given us different ideas. But um, early on, um, uh, uh, D. Selby wrote in and said, how about Dusty, man? You all left him off the list. And we was like, we left him off the list for a reason. <laughs> He's his own list. Yeah. Which made us go, we need to do a fucking Dusty list. And so uh, that's what happened on that one. Great great episode, though. It was great a great episode. It was a great episode. It, we'll never really know how many people listened to that because that was on our old hosts. So those numbers didn't yeah. transfer when we took our hiatus. Um, but yeah, it was kind of our, our thinking is we don't have to list dusty with all this other shit. He's dusty. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. now, now maybe, maybe, maybe that's selling it short. Maybe we should have had him on there and maybe, you know, maybe we're overlooking that, but dusty Rhodes is dusty Rhodes, you know, uh, second most identifiable athlete in the world. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. We got another call in here. Uh, we do. Let's hear from our boys over at wide men can't jump. Uh, Nate and, Oh, and the Tim Dombrova. Hey, happy 100th episode. Bell to bell, Bobby blaze and professor Jeremy Vilmer. Now to the guy, the star of wide men can't jump. It's Tim. This is Nate. Congrats guys. 
Top five things you might not have known about Bobby and or Jeremy. At number five, Jeremy was a member of the California boy band, the K-Fade Thrusters. True. With that big hit single, I'll take a bump for you. You also may not know that uh, Jeremy's voice on the podcast is actually dubbed in by H. John Benjamin. Another little known fact, that uh, Bobby was in fact the fifth Beatle. What was his name again, Nate? Bobby Best. Ah, that's it. Excellent. Uh, Speaking of Bobby Best... uh, I think he might have been responsible for that uh, hashtag trend of blazing, which is in fact what again, mate? If I'm not mistaken, that was uh, when you fuck a mime on a futon. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> and the last thing you probably didn't know, but this one really got me, though, is that uh, Jeremy's the only professor that preferred Mr. Howell to uh, Ginger or Marianne. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine. Congratulations, guys. Have a good one, boys. Well, you know, I married once for love. I figure the second time will be for money. There you go. There you yeah. go. I tell you what, it ain't nothing wrong fucking on a futon, even if it is a mime. <laughs> well, <laughs> I prefer some speech in there, bitch. Talk to me, Melanie. But you know what? <laughs> if it's a mime, um, eh, if they just lay there, get your nut and get off. You know, you're already fucking on a futon. How much lower can it get? As long as they don't start <laughs> doing that walking against the wind shit, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Thank you guys very much from Wide Men Can't Jump. If you haven't checked out their podcast, you need to. Uh, They do uh, basketball right now. They're in the middle of basketball. They do sports. Uh, They do a couple podcasts a week and um, uh, pretty good guys. I know they got uh, TR Shock uh, uh, calls into them sometimes also, or works with them sometimes, I should say. Uh, I've been a guest in their program before, and they're just a a good group of dudes. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Let's move on. Number two, uh, this was a fun one. This is the one I watched this morning, actually. It's on YouTube, tinyurl.com slash video. It is, um, it was episode number 38, which would be, you know, season 138, depending on how you look it up there. But on YouTube, it'll just be um, uh, the Bell to Bell, Bobby Blaze uh, tag teams. And, man, we went through the tag teams on there, and uh, we had a really good time uh, I think text and uh, Jeremy and myself, we got, we already knew before we lined up 10, we knew who our top number one tag team was going to be. Um, and there's some good ones on there, man. Uh, any comments on that, Professor? Uh, uh, where did the killer bees come in at? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the honorable mention. There we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> God, I don't remember. I don't even remember who we had on this list now. Um, I assume British Bulldogs had to be on here. Yes, uh, people got hot because we put them one notch above the Rock and Roll Express. But yeah, we had British Bulldogs when I think at number three. Hard uh, Foundation. Hard Foundation would have had to have been on here. They were on our yesterday. Were okay. Rock and Roll, uh, obviously. And I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna guess. We had Midnight Express as number one. Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty much the whole video was about the Midnight Express, yeah. uh, the way Tech set it up there. But, yeah, that's who it was. Number one was the uh, Midnight Express, man. And um, we we did have several honorable mentions. Uh, and Killer Bees could have been 10 or could have been honorable mentions. I really don't recall. It's been that far back. But it was um, – we was only 38 episodes deep at that point. So, uh, we again, we were just starting to click and gel, you know, Um so speaking of tag teams, 
Uh, we've had Adam and um, Sean tag teaming, and we met them through another podcast, and that is Booking the Territory. Um, and their other partner, um, when they are members of the uh, Booking the Territory Army, and that is, I guess, the leader, if you will, of the uh, Booking the Territory Army, and that is Mike Mills, and I think Mike called in. All right, let's grab that one real quick. Bobby and Jeremy, Bell to Bell, Bobby Blaze, congrats on 100 episodes. I mean, it's not like BTT, where we've got over 700 free episodes and a couple hundred more on our Patreon side, but that's neither here nor there. Congrats. I'm just kidding, guys. Congrats on 100 episodes of Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I especially loved the uh, recent one with Sparks and Adam talking about Mid-South. You can't go wrong talking about some classic Mid-South wrestling, and uh, Sparks is just a uh, a knowledgeable fellow when it comes to Mid-South, as uh, you you and all your listeners heard when y'all were going through it, and so is Adam. But uh, again, congrats on 100 episodes of Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I can't think of a, a better person to hit 100 episodes, and what I mean by that is Bobby Blaze is one of the nicest guys I've ever met, either in or around or aligned with the world of pro wrestling in if professional wrestling had more Bobby Blazes, professional wrestling would be a lot better these days, in my humble opinion. So, Bobby, Jeremy, congrats on 100. Keep kicking out on two. What that means is keep putting out shows for all the people who love you. And if you love BTT, or if you love Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze, come check out Book in the Territory, where Bobby has been a guest numerous times. And, um, Especially when it came to us wrapping up Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Bobby did numerous shows with us near the end of Smoky Mountain Wrestling when we were doing our Smoky Mountain run. Congrats again, guys. I'm just giving you all a hard time, but 100 episodes is an accomplishment. Most podcasts, they just don't get there. But you guys got there, and you should keep the train rolling. Thanks again. Love you, fellas. Take care, and book it. And that was our pal Mike Mills. Book it, book it, bitch. Yeah, he was paraphrasing Jim Cornette, too, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, Yeah. I thought that. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that very much. Um, And and Mike is a good dude, and that program is a very good program. Um, They do a lot of WCW right now, the NWA Saturday Night stuff. Uh, I got to um, Doc and Harper or that show as well. Um, Harper had to do some shoot work there towards the end of the Smoky Mountain countdown. And so I did uh, several episodes with um, uh, Mike and Doc early in the morning. On a Friday morning, we record two episodes at a time. Uh, I did that several times right towards the closing of uh, Smoky Mountain as I was uh, finishing up that podcast. But if you ever get a chance, go over and listen to Book in the Territory. Good, good guys. Good, the, the most unprofessional podcast out there, as they say, but it's a pretty damn good one. So thank you, Mike, for that. Um, Jeremy, we got one more. Our number one, what I what I like doing, this was one of our best ones. You still said, uh, uh, kind of paraphrasing Jim Cornette there, mm-hmm. who's uh, one of the greatest wrestling managers of all time, if one not of. the greatest wrestling manager of all time, because that podcast was um, – 
number 12 and you and I got into a little bit of a heat as it went off the air and, and people thought it was a shoot, but um, we did the greatest managers of all time. And there's some great managers out there. I mean, we already talked about Gary Hart uh, here just on this podcast. Of course, we, we brought up Jimmy Hart on another podcast and, uh, you know, during our manager thing, we brought JJ Dillon. Um, but also it came down to uh, uh, Jim Cornette and Bobby Heenan and, um, we knew where we all stood at at that one. Uh, we we know who the greatest manager of all time was, and uh, we took it off the air with um, with my former boss and and uh, uh, personal friend, uh, someone I have a lot of deep respect for, and that was Jim Cornette. Uh, can't say enough good things about Jimmy, and I appreciate that. But uh, you went off the air saying it's Bobby Heenan, you know it's Bobby Heenan, and of course we know you know we know it's Bobby Heenan was the greatest manager of all time. But we had a fun time with that podcast and that's why it's my number one yep. uh, if you ever want to go back and listen to it it's, it's, it's listed as number 12 um or like i said uh season one episode 12 if you go back and listen to any of these um that's a good one to start with too because again it's one of those things like you said there and if you look at them numbers uh that's number 12 tag team was 38 but dusty was number four uh, that's when we really kind of started uh, gelling together yeah. on the uh, top 10 list. And there's some good older podcasts out there, man, uh, that, that we've done together. And um, to meet, to reach the 100 episode, I need to say um, a lot of people have helped us. Uh, uh, Bless Tex Johnston. He came on board just as a fan and wanted to help the best way he could. And uh, he got us some YouTube footage and some uh, some graphics at, at cheap uh, cheap graphics he called it I think it was cheap Pete graphics. Um, been a lot of good fans. All the people that called in today, thanks for for listening to the program and calling in. But also, it couldn't have been done without uh, the professor Jeremy Vilmer. I have to say thank you so much, professor, for um, the opportunity to record this with you and have fun with it and 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 make it educational. Um, inspirational and, um, it's just, uh, it's just a pleasure to look forward to going, man, we got something to do this week and, and, uh, man, here we are doing it and it's number 100. Now, if you go back on there, um, there's no number one listed because we took that down after about three months, I think it was, but it was based off of a, a, a movie and it was like, um, hello, Bobby, you know, hello, Jeremy. <laughs> it was just one of the, it was a, oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, and it was uh, it was the actual line is oh hi Mark, um, and it's from the room, um, uh, and Jeremy and I connected on that. But but the way we were kind of playing around with it was was with each other was like Mark oh hi Mark calling each other Marks you know like we kind of marked out for the wrestling business together on the podcast you know so we said you know this is what we put together well, like three or four I think in a can. But we had talked enough that, you know, we got those three or four in the can, maybe three, because I'm, I'm, that'd be four, be dusty one. But but anyway, we played around with it, and we're, we weren't trying to be marked, but we were like, oh, hi, Mark, you know. Um, and we had fun with it, man. And here it is 100 episodes later, and um, I can't thank you enough, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you and the wrestling fans out there. I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, anything, Jeremy? 
jump right in here, man. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, thank you, obviously, Bobby, for you know agreeing to do the show in the first place and then agreeing to come back to it after a little break there. Uh, you always bring an interesting insider point of view. Um, it's nice having your, your stories and your, cause you know, you're one of those guys that like, you know, I'll bring something up and you're like, yeah, I've worked with whoever the fuck we're talking about. Oh, I was there when that happened. And it's cool having that kind of insider point of view that a lot of us wouldn't normally get. So thank you for, you know, allowing us to hear these stories and be there. Um, thank you to the listeners because without you, we are basically just jerking off in a stiff breeze. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, thank you to everybody who has made pro wrestling such a fun, interesting and historical thing for us to talk about. Um, you know, Jim Coronette is a great manager, but Bobby Heenan was the greatest. Um, well, I think that's, um, oh, you know what I did want to say real quick when we got back together and started doing this show, I want to say that the pre NWA show, I think was by far the most in depth we went onto us onto a subject. And yes, because yes. of that, it's always going to be, it's always going to be a little bit special to me. Yeah, and it should be. It should be. Yeah. So that is one where we you went. put that together really good. Yeah. Yeah, we went. We went fucking deep on that one. Yeah, we did. And with that said, man, um, you know, we went a little bit longer than what we normally do, but we did so with the uh, the help of several call-in callers and uh, call-in fans, rather, what have you. Uh, thank you for staying with us this long, uh, literally time-wise for the hour and a half today and also the 100 episodes. Uh, I do hope we get another 100 more. I do hope we get a sponsor. I do hope you buy some damn books. Uh, if you've already bought one, which you're a listener, you probably have, but you know what? Turn one of your friends on to one of the books because um, it does help. Every little bit does help. Um, and with that said, man, Jeremy, you'd almost say is just, uh, take care of each other out there. Take care of yourself, man. Uh, you know, for your own, I hear well, these, uh, well, Bobby, well, Bobby, mental hold, health on, things. hold, hold yeah, on, hold, hold on, man. Before we, before yeah. we sign off, we yeah, have I'm not signing off. I'm just, talking. okay. <laughs> I was going to say, cause we, we, it sounds like you're getting ready to wrap up and I'm like, we got one more, one more caller here. We need to hear from. Yeah. And, oh, well. I, I wasn't sure, man, if you want me to, you know, I was just like, I was going to say, well, hell, because uh, we've heard of this guy, we heard of him from him before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, go ahead. Well, uh, William Harding, the uh, the Sugar Hole champ is. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I don't want to upset William and leave him off the show. You're right, because yeah. he gets me in that fucking sugar hole and the way my neck and shoulder are nowadays. I'm definitely not getting out of it. William Harding. So he had something to say, huh? Yes, he did. Let me uh, let me grab his message real quick. Okay. Hey, folks, it's William Harding from Appalachia Mountain Wrestling and the ICW Sugar Hole Challenge. I wanted to come here today and congratulate my friends, the Professor Jeremy Vilmer and Bobby Blaze on their 100th episode of Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. It's been an absolute honor to be on previously and be part of this celebratory broadcast. The 100th episode milestone is a testament to all the hard work that Jeremy and Bobby put in each week to give all the listeners a great show. With this being such an amazing event, I reached out to someone that we are all fans of to say a few words about what a great day this is. And with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to her. Hey, this is Missy Hyatt. 
the first lady of wrestling. And I just want to let you know that your friend, William Harding, wanted me to do a big celebrating of the 100th episode of Pro Wrestling Podcast Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze and Professor Jeremy Vilmer. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Anyway, that's a wonderful achievement. A hundred episodes? That's amazing. But why haven't you had me on the show? Anyway, <laughs> congratulations, guys, and I hope you get a thousand more episodes. All right, that's getting over. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do how do we follow that, Bobby? So long, wrestling fans. <laughs> For the late Tex Johnson, myself, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, and Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Bobby Blaze. Bye, bye, everybody. <laughs>